0: Super cool
1: I am Matthew Thomas, and you are watching Super Cool Radio. Got a very special guest with me at this time. Hailing from Detroit, he is the vocalist of A War Within. Please welcome Spencer, maybe.
0: What up, you guys? Look at this beautiful, look at that beautiful intro.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, I work hard on my intros.
0: That's what it's all about, man.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I always I always try to announce you know who I'm, who I'm with, where they're from, what they're doing. It's I always try to just give everyone enough information right off the bat because then people are invested in this interview.
0: That's right. Well, I like the energy. That's really it, who gives a shit who I am or where I'm from, but it's the it's all about the energy. You made me sound a lot cooler than I am, so that's <laughs> well, all it's you are, about.
1: You are on super cool radio, so everything I do has to sound cool.
0: I'm legit. I'm 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 pimped now
1: yeah we just cut this interview off right now we were good there you go that's it we're done that's it that's all i needed uh, bye everybody all right <laughs> uh, let's get this interview off with a fun question what music have you been listening to this week
0: oh god this week well considering that the week just started um i feel like over the weekend it was a holiday weekend it was july 4th uh we were by the pool and playing some playlists so it was like all over the place um Uh, We listened to Attila. um, Oh, man. Uh, It was lots of pop stuff. It was like a weird playlist. There was even like uh, Ain't No Mountain High. I forget the name of the band in the song. Like it was a very weird eclectic playlist. I don't really listen to anything specific. Um, I feel like I I try to listen to less music, to be honest, especially newer music. Uh, Just so that... Just so that I don't feel like it doesn't completely influence the way I write, because totally, that's totally how it'll happen. You'll listen to something like, oh, yeah, and then you go to write it, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm totally ripping that now. It's just in there. It's in your brain, you know? It gets stuck.
1: Yeah, no, I got you. It's all that subliminal messages and stuff like, oh, I'm going to write this best song ever. Oh, wait a minute. That's been done.
0: <laughs> I literally just listened to it three seconds ago. What am I? Oh,
1: Stop. But I haven't really thought about about that, just like how much like if you listen to music and then like you want to like, you know, um, not imitate it, but kind of like write in that same style just because you've been listening to it so much. So it's really interesting.
0: As a writer, I feel like you use the word influenced by because it's like it's so easy to. uh, I remember when uh, Taking Back Sunday was a huge band and I loved Taking Back Sunday and I was listening to Taking Back Sunday so much. I started writing some songs. I'm like, man, this just literally sounds like the riff I just heard. And I went to go listen to the Taking Back Sunday song. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty close. So I can't can't keep that one, considering it was fresh. I was like, ah, oh.
1: no, I got it. Wait, wait, like ten years. But all right, here's something exactly. Different. Now I'll I'll release the same song. You other week I've obviously been listening to a War Within, especially new album, uh, Panic Euphoria. Really, really enjoy that album. And Thanks, man. To uh, uh, Everclear because I'm seeing them live in a few. Like, I think. Oh, nice. So I've been going back like '90s nostalgia. They're, they're there with Who uh, Was too. So I, I've been listening. Oh, to wow. Like I'm just going like completely like, '90s this week.
0: Yeah, that's well, that's a little bit more 2000, right? A little bit. Yeah. It, it it fits both, but yeah, it's uh. Oh my God, there's so many shows coming out this year. Yeah, I've been listening to a couple of buddies bands because I know that I'm going to see them eventually. Uh, shout out to Varsity. Um, Hopefully, I'll get to check out Never Tell. These are a couple friends. If you've never heard them, check them out. But yeah, there's a bunch. There's so much music, so many festivals. So, so we're on a festival this year, and it's already sold out. It's Blue Ridge Rock Fest. I don't know if that was one of your future questions. I might have ruined it. but
1: <laughs> Not like I got a format.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's so, there's so many, dude. Ink, Louder Than Life. There's so many it's, it's I knew that we weren't going to get a tour this year because of how many shows and festivals and tours have been announced. Like everybody's coming back to tour this year. So it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah it is. Like I, I've seen so many memes about like my bank account before May, mm. my bank account in June, it's like $0.
0: <laughs> my favorite one was, uh, it was, um, oh man, I'm blanking on the band. It's the old I wrestle the bear vocalist, new band. Um, Courtney's band. Oh, I can't think of the name. But they're going on tour with Limp Bizkit, and it's like the two complete—I wouldn't say oh, complete opposite, Box. but it's what? Spirit Box. Spirit Box. Thank you. Yeah, I'm having a brain fart. Yeah. It's been a busy day at work today. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, it was Spirit Box announced a tour, and the meme was like me. It was like an excited face, like Spirit Box announces a tour with Limp Bizkit, and then the next one was like Spirit Box announces a tour with Limp Bizkit, just as confused.
1: Oh, that one, it that's it's interesting. I'm surprised. Like, um, I mean, they like still popular to this day too, which kind of I mean surprised me a little bit. Even though, like, I dig their music, I like that, <laughs> but it's just it just interesting. Just the two completely different bands I would not associate you know with going on tour, but hey, like, hey it could be cool. I don't know.
0: Slim Biscuits achieved that um, crustier than crusty era, um, like aura of themselves they've they've hit that spot where it's like they they're too big to fail almost and uh i don't know i'm sure they're not as like i'm sure they're not going to be doing arenas and whatnot but a band that's like new and up and coming like spirit boxes that's going to be that's going to be a scary good tour i i I can see that being a huge huge thing
1: yeah spirit box is awesome I, I, i just started listening like a friend told me about them i think like a few months ago and then like they're really good
0: yeah, I've been listening to them since last year, since they put out. Uh, it's blessed be. The producer that we were working with was jamming them all the time. He's like, "Yeah, this band's gonna be huge." I'm like, "Oh, yeah." He was so he was so right. <laughs> he was so right, dude. I enjoy them now too. That's all. That's all it takes is one person's like, "Check this band out." I'm like, okay, like, yeah, shit. How- now I can't not. Now I can't not.
1: <laughs> that's how it just how it starts. With like someone like. You know, like the up and coming band is just like you hey, you should really check this band out. they're gonna be big and like it, that's just how everything spreads and that, it's just really cool especially with the internet now like you can reach people you didn't think you could reach
0: It's a blessing and a curse I feel like uh, I feel like it can work both ways man I feel like there's it's it's still a competition but uh, I do believe that there's like space and room for everybody. But uh, I don't know when you get people to check out these 10 bands, I, I definitely have that one friend's like, check out this new band, check out this new band, you know, not necessarily all new bands, but uh, yeah, for the most part, if you've never heard of them, it's like, wow, there's a, there's so much music happening at all times. So it's hard, it's hard to poke through without some sort of relevance, like, like something like spirit Box is a They're a pretty, they were a pretty big band even before they released their songs. So. That definitely that definitely helps the situation getting your music out there, but it's it's like uh, separating yourself from the crowd, which is also something they did pretty well, I think. So it's a it's a hand in hand situation.
1: Yeah, there's definitely I think um, there's a line where you have to like um, you really have to differentiate yourself, but not so much that people it, it's off putting for some people. It's it's really a fine line between like doing good, like you know, being really good, but also not being like super abstract, you might not reach as many people you know what i mean
0: yeah i feel like you have to be in the realm of something familiar but different at the same time it's like a nice beautiful thin white line you gotta ride and uh you can't be like something completely different uh because people don't like anything that's completely different they like to have something familiar um and then if you're too familiar people are like oh you're just so and so on repeat which sometimes works for people i know another michigan band it worked well for was uh uh, oh man, they're from Traverse City. They're Led Zeppelin 2.0. That's all you need to know. You'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Right of Van Fleet. I knew it would come to me in a while, but see, so yeah, some bands it works for like that. Some, some it doesn't. It's crazy how that works. The court of public opinion, man. It's Crazy.
1: It, it really, it really is. But uh, so, something I really want to talk about. Uh, so you guys, earlier this year in February, released a killer new album titled "Panic Euphoria." How was it yep. writing, recording this album? Because I heard you were the, this is like the first album you were the sole vocalist on.
0: Yep, that is 100% correct. Um, the first two singles that we released were cut with Matt Good in Arizona. And then every other song, um, except for the last one, the actual Panic Euphoria was cut with a producer here in Michigan in Grand Rapids. Yeah, he's done Hollow Front and Sleep Waker. Um, yeah, no, it was good to kind of have, it was like the first time we've almost had like an entire album done with one producer. Um, so it's, it's been nice to kind of like sit back and really work a sound with somebody. And I think that really, it really helped. Plus it's like at that time, um, we were writing songs that were pretty much getting, uh, like almost a year old at this point, but they were, we were finally like putting together an album for album's sake. Every time we'd write something, it'd be like, let's write a few songs and then eventually put it together on an album. But although we released each song single by single on this album, Um, we've pretty much spent that time like writing a lot of them together and, um, just uh, eventually packaged them all up. But yeah, a lot of these songs were written together. Uh, some, some were a little older, like two to to three years, maybe 2018, I think is when one of the first ones was was written. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy coming, coming across and then finally releasing a year later, um, but Yeah, it's like a, it was a way more cohesive writing process. Uh, yep, first time, first time doing screams on an album by myself. First time doing any vocals by myself uh, on this album. So yeah, it was pretty exciting, dude. One cohesive album. It's been a it's been a big complaint uh, from fans and industry people that when we put together an album, we just don't sound like the same band on the same album. So we that was kind of the goal for this one is to kind of have one cohesive sound and i feel like we achieved it for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely this album it, it feels very smooth, just like the nice transition from each song. It just very it's very tight like the whole album. And and like oh, yeah. the sound is it, it continues from like each song.
0: Correct. Yeah, i feel like we finally picked up a sound for this album even though the so we already started, i don't know if you noticed but we started releasing uh, the next album already. And it's going to be a totally different sound from this one. Way heavier. I feel like in the past we've gone, we've like dipped our toes into heavy, even on Panic Euphoria. It's like, we're li- it's like a very hard rock, like nothing more. I feel like I'm definitely influenced by nothing more. Uh, new asking, new sleeping with sirens. And uh, we wanted to just really dip our, dip our toes into the heavy, heavier side that we've done before. But now we're really going deep into the heavier stuff
1: yeah I did want to talk about your new single before I do that um yeah you guys I don't know if you're familiar with attack attack but you guys almost have that oh, kind of course. vibe to it. like no, I'm not saying you guys
0: I, have, I 100% a agree that we've like we're uh, especially now this new album is going to be totally like a 2009 metalcore revival band like 2006 2009 metalcore revival band but uh uh yeah, it's crazy. I feel like we we pretty much have been influenced by every Midwestern band, everything from like of mice and men, uh Icy Stars, Attack Attack. There's so many bands that like are from Ohio, Indiana, Chicago area, Michigan that like we can kind of stick to. We call we could compare to we Car a lot. So we kind of fit that bill too, where we like we balance the heavy with the melodic. So it's uh it's definitely uh yeah we d- I definitely say we could definitely fit the attack attack vibe
1: yeah I really like attack attack like that's like you know really cool band I really like and like I, I just get that same vibe but obviously you know you have your own spin on it. it is a war with him but it oh, just, of course it has it has a cool vibe to it like where it's obviously it can be really heavy and the melodic even if you' throw in a little bit of pop stuff here and there uh, you guys you guys really have a nice mash of like sound
0: we try to dude we try we try to stick to one thing but it just never works out that way. <laughs> it'll be too
1: boring we did the same stuff every time
0: that's true that's how i feel man i when i write i don't try to go all right we need to sound like we are or something like that I, that's not our process we just go here's a good song that's kind of got the vibe we want and especially like in prior albums maybe this wasn't achieved as much but for definitely for panic euphoria we, our goal was like all right so if we're gonna write this song this is the vibe it's gonna have it's gonna have this very you know like um uh, Comeback anthem, ag- aggressive, but not like holy shit aggressive, like throw it down aggressive, still like rock, like beartooth aggressive, you know, like yeah. not definitely influ- influenced by that, like nothing more. That's why I like comparing it to nothing more. We're not as abstract or as creative, I think, as nothing more just yet, but uh, yeah. yeah, still that they still have that heavy tone, even though it's still very rock oriented.
1: Yeah, and uh, your, your latest single, Relentless, which I believe was released uh, last month in June, uh, I yep. get like, it, it reminds me of like uh, like the new Beartooth stuff. Like it just has that mm. like super heavy, but then you break it up <laughs> a little bit with the melodic stuff and then you go back to the super heavy. I really like it.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, I feel like the newer stuff is going to be like anything from a mix of Motionless and White. I always feel like every single song that I write personally is definitely like, we're like almost like a wannabe Beartooth, but uh, I try not to think like that too much, but I, I just feel it. It's just like where I'm so influenced by like old pop punk, old punk, okay. um, like even even 60s punk as well as like 2000s punk. For, for anything from Good Charlotte, No Effects, Mill and Cullen, uh, anything from from ska music is still considered punk to me. But um, yeah, I think that's where Beartooth gets their like, punk, it's like a punk, it's like an old school hardcore punk vibe which uh, that's like what I've been totally influenced. And then like we have, we've been adding more darker tones, like kind of back where we on our second album believe we had more like darker electronic tones and just trying to really flex all the heaviness that we can write since, since I screamed on the last album, there's gonna be a lot more screaming on this album. So, but it, it should be a nice mixture.
1: Yeah, for sure, and like I, I'm a huge punk fan too. Like, like eighty, you know, eighties punk. You know, obviously like the ska punk of the nineties. Like, yeah. like, I'm a huge punk. Like, I love Henry Rollins. My favorite Rollins band. Oh, but yeah, dude. That. yeah, and then, that's like my go-to workout stuff is like Rollins band.
0: Nice. Yeah, dude. There's there's something about that. It's like just so raw. Like, it's like uh, totally what System of a Down was always influenced by. You could tell that there's like a rawness to it. Like, and that's kind of what punk started as. It was like uh, the we don't give a fuck attitude. And it was really built around like uh, throwing down the system and being ag- against the grain, which as a band, as a person myself, I, it's like totally that's totally our vibe. We're totally the, the black sheep.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, like, I've been listening to a lot of like Agent Orange lately. And my brother, he called me up like a couple of days ago. He's like, hey, Agent Orange is going to be in Michigan, Grand Rapids on, in October. Do you want to go? And I said, yes, yeah, sign me up. Let's go. Cause like nice. I haven't seen him live before and I really want to.
0: Yeah. Cause you're from North, you're in Northern Something. Indiana, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you're either heading south to Indy or north to Grand Rapids or west to Chicago, right? You're like in that weird crux.
1: Yeah, we get a couple good shows here and there. I know Adelita's Way is going to be uh, in South Bend on uh, uh, Sunday, so that's, we get some couple big shows here and there. But yeah, I've been mostly going to Indy or um, uh, Fort Wayne; those have been most most go yeah. tos, or uh, occasionally Battle Creek and uh, Grand Rapids. But those are a little bit oh fun yeah. There.
0: But I, uh, I'm we're very spoiled here in Detroit as being like a um, a market, a major market out here. Yeah, so it's nice. But yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy how some shows will have like the B or C market areas, and uh, I don't know. Some good shows can play somewhere, man. It just really depends. Depends on the on the agents and who's booking them, man. That's that's really it.
1: Yeah, but some very cool happening in my area, in Mishawaka, Indiana, that you're going to be a part of. Oh I mean, yeah, meet you is rock the. That's rest why we're of here. August twenty first, War Within is going to be a part of this show. Originally not scheduled, but due to Crash Karma, they had some scheduling conflicts with taking up a tour, could not make it. You guys are stepping in. You're going to see a war within at Rock the Rescue, man.
0: Well, funny story, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong. You'd have to ask Larry, but uh, I'm pretty sure he hit us up originally to be on the festival. And since we really only had Blue Ridge on the docket at the moment, because we were supposed to be playing Blue Ridge in 2020, we were like, well, my drummer my drummer has like, uh, his family's very susceptible to COVID. So we've been taking it easy. Even my guitarist, I think he's one of those high risk uh, uh, people. And uh, so we've been like trying to, we haven't seen each other since like October of last year, November of last year. So it's been a while. We haven't even rehearsed since then. We've been doing all of our music videos and content, all separate. But uh, we were like, let's just hold off on stuff. Maybe by September, things will be fine. And then pretty much by like, what, April, May, June, things were starting to really come back. So then I think what, like, yeah, like last month he was like, hey, get you guys on. I was like, well, you guys want to do it? My boys are like, let's do it. So here we are, man, coming to hang out.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you guys live for the first time. I heard you guys really deliver a, uh, a killer rock show.
0: Yeah, we try to bring the energy, man. I, I think that's the part of being a metal band, uh, and not specifically a rock band. Is like metal is all about the vibe. Like it's it's got to be very high energy. It's usually a very aggressive show. Not necessarily our band, but like most shows that we play, we're usually the one of the lighter bands on it, surprisingly. But uh, it's usually way more aggressive, but uh, it's usually a, li- a bit more loving. You know, like uh, you get knocked down in the pit, people like eight people will stop and be like, ah, and then they'll help pick you back up. So it's it's crazy to have that. Like the memes are so right, where you get like the Barney the dinosaur, and then it's the T Rex is the vocalist. You know, off stage, on stage, I did a poor, I did a poor like a an anecdote of that, but you know what I'm talking about. I, I feel like that's a very popular meme. No, I don't it's not off- Offstage, the lead metal vocalist is Barney the Dinosaur. Onstage, he's the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. There, I redeemed myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, good. but yeah, no, it, it's really cool. Just I, I mean, like especially metal uh, itself, but also other genres. It's really cool to see like people on stage and how then you like talk to them after the show. Like some of the nicest people and some of the coolest people you meet. But like you see them on stage, it's like, whoa, you scare me a little bit, but I like it.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, It's it's mind blowing going from like mainly metal shows to like, uh, I, I went to a plain white tees show like a couple of years ago. And it's all mainly like uh, 40, 50 year old soccer moms just dancing in the crowd. It's like a totally, I was like, man, I feel like I don't fit in here, but it's cool. You know, it's, it's a crazy, crazy vibe. But yeah, that's what it reminds me of. That's what popped into my head with that.
1: I, I, I like the comparison, but uh, I've, not, I've not been to a Plain White T-shirt, so I can't tell uh, what the crowd is. But that is pretty funny, though. Good, good image. <laughs> just, just imagine
0: something a little bit more like loving and chill. Like, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, it was a little bit different. Uh, I think I went to go see Twenty One Pilots in 2019. I think whenever they they did that that um, that black and yellow album. Can't think of what it's called film with uh uh, chlorine on it and jumpsuit Uh, we went to go see them but that's like something you see in an arena so you don't quite get the same vibe it's like you you go for a performance or a show it's kind of hard for me to describe but it's like at a show where it's not like a huge arena where you're not strapped to your seat and you're on the floor it's a totally different situation you you have to like basically vibe with the other people that are around you you feel it definitely
1: Oh, a oh bunch
0: yeah, of, a bunch of strangers in a room with you can definitely determine the the orientation of the rest of your night. That's that's basically the anecdote from plain white tees. If they're all like 40 year old moms drinking sipping wine while jamming out to acoustic and ukulele music, it's totally different from like uh, blast beats and double bass with fucking growls and shit. You know, it's like you might you might get punched or or have like a six foot kid who's crowd surf, crowd surfing, who probably shouldn't be crowd surfing, jump on your ass. So just get dropped from crowd surfing, yeah. Oh yeah, music is great like that.
1: It, 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 I mean it really depends. Just like what the vibe of the arena or like or just the show is. I know, like, uh, I, funny. I, I'm gonna reference Everclear again here. Uh, I went to an Everclear clo- show in uh, Tinley Park, right outside of Chicago, and uh, they were crowd surfing, and um, I I don't because I'm like two twenty six foot one. Like I'm kind of a bigger guy. You're tall. To- I, I don't. You're the guy that puts the people up. People yeah. go like this to you. They're like, put me up. I can do that. I just don't trust that people can actually crowd surf me just because I'm a kind of a bigger guy. And uh, so I saw, I looked over, like my brother was watching and I was like, hey, what are you doing? And like, I look over and like they're crowd surfing this dude and then he just falls. Like, directly just follows i was like jeez uh
0: i feel like uh i've crowd in the best and worst uh, i've crowd surfed in the best and worst crowds like there's there's a point where like uh while singing while performing you get like a friend or somebody to lift you up while you're singing but uh where you go to like a big warp tour style festival where there's a shit ton of people and it, like that's where like for you being six foot tall like that's the only places you can crowd surf like where the people are there's such a mass of people that you you, you there's no failure in the crowd surfing.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, it, it was. Uh, and I went to uh, the House of Blues in Chicago. I don't know if you're familiar with that, uh, but yep. it's a cool venue. Kind of small, but really cool. And like, I saw Ice Nine Kills there, and that was just insane. There's people just body surfing just everywhere. It, oh, was, yeah. it was insane,
0: dude. Metal was- shows you can pretty much do anything from crowd surfing to. Uh, I feel like there's a few bands that still probably do stage diving. Like when you crowd surf and stage dive, it depends on the venue. If if the barricade's super far away. Yeah, it's just not possible but yeah i've definitely been i've been to shows and played shows where that, that's even more insane where you're getting people coming back up and then as soon as they hit the stage they jump back off those those are the are the nuts crowds dude that's some serious shows right there
1: oh yeah i, I don't know too many people with stage dive anymore just because like uh, obviously one it's, it's it's dangerous if you don't get caught and two uh there's not i, I, I don't know i feel the trust factor there's sometimes not good but i was watching I
0: It's definitely dependent on the show, dude, like the type of band, the the band definitely brings the vibe, that's for sure, because the type of people who listen to that band are going to be that type of people. But yeah, it just depends on the type of like so out by you. um, I don't know if I can come up with a better example than this, but like the Hoosier Dome where there's no barricade, it's just like people right to the stage, smaller venue, more punk setting like that's where you could see crowd surfers and stuff like when we played chain reaction in la i'm pretty sure that we had some crowd surfers who would stage dive because it's like uh even though it's a higher stage it's like up to i'm short though i'm like five seven so it's like the stage comes up to your your chest or your neck it's real easy to crowd surf onto the stage and then jump off because you're just basically walking off into people so as long as there's enough people there you can do it
1: yeah that's true i saw i'm with Iggy pop uh i was watching mm-hmm. his post-pop depression live uh dvd and like just, he ended a song and just like randomly he just jumped into the crowd just there wasn't any music but he just randomly jumped in the crowd and uh they didn't really catch him just like he had a cut on the side of his head for like he oh yeah dude right the it's
0: show. it's uh it's definitely it's definitely a risk you take as of as anybody yeah. not just the band on stage but as a patron yeah yeah I love it, dude. I love being in it. Like when we have been on bigger tours or had bigger shows, I'll go. I'll. I won't necessarily crowd surf into the crowd, but I'll get into the crowd or I'll be right up on the barricade. It's so much fun. I, f- I feel like maybe it's because I haven't played like arena shows or whatnot. Um, like when I'm this far away from the crowd, it's just like, hey, what's up? Like if it doesn't feel right, you know. I'm. We don't play shows like that all the time. They're all. They're all like smaller shows and. You know, it's like I'm not used to like the eight foot barricade to protect me from screaming fans. That's not a thing for us. So it feels weird when when we're in that situation. Like, I'm sure that's how Blue Ridge will be. It's like it'll be so weird to have like the whole security pit, the photo pit when there's a photo pit. That's how you know you're at a big show. So it's a weird it's a weird, awkward situation for us.
1: I like I like that you know, interaction. I've been to a lot of shows where like the the performers have come because like, they're smaller shows. They're bar shows. They're really there's not really like security or guardrails or all that stuff. It's just right. You're there and it's a stage and it's a bar kind of thing. And I just I I really like it. Like I know quite a few shows I've been to. Like they've like come into the crowd. They've interacted with the crowd. It to me it makes it more memorable. in My opinion. But that,
0: that's those are the shows where you cut your teeth, man. Um, definitely being a touring band that's not as well known as somebody like Beartooth or uh, you talk about Hoobastank and Everclear. It's like they, they might still play those shows, but at the same time, it's like for a band like us, he, we're, we could be playing a show that big or a show that small, and it's like most people might not know you, man. Even a band that big, they might get new fans that just be like, oh, somebody dragged me out to this show, and I've never heard of you guys. So it's like smaller shows like that really, really get you to – Uh, work on your stage presence and make sure you have a good stage show because it's like that's what the people are there for it's like the borderline I find those fun because sometimes you'll get those people who are just like they're on their phone and they're not even looking at you so you can come up and sing right in their face and and they're like oh shit you're right here (laughs) so it's so much fun to catch people off guard I don't know man it's like I'm I'm a little older so being at a show and being on your phone all the time isn't like a normal thing. You're supposed to be there and enjoy, be there and, to enjoy the show. So that's totally. usually at those venues is those that's the type of people you see. You'll get a lot of people who aren't just like totally into the show. They'll just be somewhat up front or somewhat to the side on their phone. And you're like, nah, 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 nah. no, no, <laughs> no, you're you're mine.
1: <laughs> uh, i go to quite a few concerts obviously for you know the stuff i do and like I always people like hey you should take more photos it's like well why i'm trying to enjoy- i'm here for the show i'm trying to enjoy the show you
0: gotta have a good balance <laughs>
1: Anywhere, like there's there's plenty of people taking photos i don't need to
0: it's that whole old school mentality man i don't think you need to selfie your entire life to to have a good time you don't need to tell other people you had a good time just just take one selfie and then enjoy the rest man selfie with the band at their merch table or whatever or their merch guy if they're too cool to be at their merch table you know shit like that enjoy the show that's what you that's what you pay for man and the other thing is like uh i know there's probably like a grievance with most touring bands but it's like as a touring band you know you want people to show up for the first band because i mean usually either it's a local band or somebody who's working their way up or it's a younger band like us who's trying to cut their teeth and be more national it's like show up for the entire show man that's what you pay for that's what i do if i if i work during the week try to get out of work as soon as possible and just won't even eat dinner just go right to the show man go right to it
1: yeah exactly i mean yeah if you're paying money to be there you should see all the great bands because you might, like, I've found so many great bands just because they opened mm-hmm. for a show that I happen to be at. And, like, you find so many great, like, local bands. Plus, they're either from your area or you're either, if you drove there, at least you're familiar with the area enough to be there.
0: And unless they're, like, a band like Panic at the, the, Panic at the Disco where I Prevail, man, that's where they all started. So yeah. you you want to be that cool kid to be like, oh, I caught them before, blah, blah, blah. That's how you do it. You, you pay for the whole ticket right that's my line it's like you pay for the whole ticket you might as well show up for the whole show
1: exactly you're paying your hard-earned money to go there why miss half of it or most of it or if if you're only there exactly for like, yeah. plus music is awesome you meet so many great people at concerts just hanging out
0: plus i feel like especially since i've i'm always an opening band or have been an opening band to a point uh as a crowd, it's really sick to start the show off with the opening band, even if the opening band isn't the greatest, but it's good. It's good to get the crowd going so that by the time the headliner comes out, the crowd is even more insane. It's like you, you warm up, you warm up the audience so much quicker that way. That's like, as an opening band, that's like my, I feel like my job. It's like, if I'm not getting the crowd moving by the end of our set, I failed or it's just a really tough crowd, but I, I would consider that a failure. That's a failure in my book.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that is the job of the opening band is to get people, get the crowd hot for either the next band or the or the headline or whoever, you know, however the band is, or however the show is set up. But yeah, you have you got to get the crowd hot uh, to yep. start off the show. I hear that. And that is honestly, that's like one of the tough uh, spots, especially if you're not really a super well-known band to get people invested in you. It is a yep. bit of a tough gig.
0: Oh yeah, it's super tough. Because again, like I said earlier, people are like, I don't know who the fuck you are. And people like to know. Who, people like to know. People like to be familiar. It's like scary doing different stuff and trying something new. So, people are apprehensive about it.
1: Yeah, I find I find a lot, especially when talking to some people like who just listen to music, not necessarily musicians. Like I find a lot of people only listen to like a core. They have like their core set of bands and don't necessarily mm-hmm. too far. I'm like, hey, you should check out this band. They say, well, it doesn't sound like these bands. I say, no, but it's cool. It's good music.
0: I love meeting those people who are fearless when it comes to like straying away. That's how I've met some of our awesome people, uh, some of our awesome fans, some of the people that I've met on tour, people who aren't afraid to show up at shows for like, here's a random show at the venue that I like to go to. A couple touring bands that are s- super small. So, and you get some kickass shows that time. Like it, And you know, like as a band, when you're touring and you're that small, like if you're trying to play to 50 people a night or even less than that, 30 people a night, 100 people a night, you're trying to give your bet You're given a thousand percent more than a band that's huge, because you know that when you hopefully you're hoping that by the time you come back, you got these people plus their friends. Like that's that's the goal there. Bands bands who are trying to cut their teeth are trying to work ten times harder because they know that they have to. It's like we we know we can't rest on our laurels, so the smaller shows are usually crazier.
1: Yeah, that is definitely true. I've been to a lot of small shows and they've just been absolutely just insane. Just like either with the people, even if they're small group people, they still get super into the show anyway, because, you know, I've been to shows where I could spend like 10 people, but like Mm -hmm. that was probably some of those fun shows I've been to just because everyone got into the show.
0: Oh, of course. Well, and that's where all that stuff I talked about, like if somebody's on their phone, you get them off their phone. Like it's a... That's where all that stuff I was talking about earlier comes into play. It's like if you're really good at work in the bar or like the tiny or if it's an all ages venue and it's, you know, you're a lesser known band, that's where you really you really have to learn how to work and make that connection. And you got 30 minutes or 20 minutes or 45 minutes to do that. Sometimes it's a struggle.
1: Yeah, you got to show your stuff and put it all out there just as you said to build an audience like hey there might be only be 10 people here but all 10 people tell 10 more people then you have 100 people there. So you just have to keep building every time. Every time you're there. That's why you always have to put it put on a good show. Because if you don't, then people like well, they didn't put on a good show. Why should I see them again?
0: Exactly. They're garbage trash. They belong in the trash,
1: <laughs> but not not a war within. You can see them live August twenty first for Rock the Rescue and Blue Ridge. All the great music festivals. Definitely <laughs> check them out. I do got a couple, just a couple more things. I'll let you go. Uh, I did sure. have one guy. Uh, this was in the nineties, so like pretty much before like you know cell phone. I had one interview with my uh, my friend Mike Jones, and uh, he said somebody was reading a book at one of his shows. So like oh, before I cell phone. So before cell phones, he took a book. I go, I've a seen. Book.
0: When we were on a tinier tour, I saw a band, they were playing like Magic the Gathering while some of the locals were playing. And I think the locals got pissed. It's like, dude, just stop, dude. This is your show too. Fucking get off your fucking magic cards, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get that from bands. I get it if you're on like a bigger tour and you're doing longer drives, but smaller tours, it's like, man, be there. I always try to be there, man. If, if, if I'm playing a local show and you don't see me at least once at the front of the stage, then... I'm a piece of shit, so, and I'm sorry, but no, I usually always try to stay up at the front because I know how it feels to be that last band playing, and it's not just because you're the headliner. It's just you're the last band, and everybody, it's a late-night show at a bar, and you're playing at midnight or 1 a.m., and everybody has to leave because it's Thursday or Wednesday night, and you're like, damn, dude, I wish more people could have stayed, but it's super late, and uh, yeah, so I know exactly what that feels like. That's why I'm always trying to be up at the front. You'll see me, man. You'll see me at that show.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that the you know I support it obviously because the really huge local music uh, festival going on, but also benefits resale for the rescue. Great uh, yeah. rescue effort for dogs and stuff like that. But definitely, obviously, if, if you're in the Blue Ridge area or want to, definitely check them out. There, all the great music festival is going to be at. But right the I rest- think blue.
0: Blue Ridge is sold out. Uh, actually, I can I can give you an exclusive. So we just got the okay to announce that we're playing with Attila. It'll be in Detroit, but we're playing with Attila on their new tour. I'm not even sure of the date. I think it's in October. So yeah, that that'll we're gonna have to announce that as soon as I get off of here with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to beat you have to beat me before I put it on my show. So,
0: but yeah, it's all good.
1: The, all right? Well, hey, I sorry. I admit, see, what, why do I need notes? Notes don't help me anyway.
0: <laughs> no, dude. I didn't know that. You can so. make this shit up. We can talk about random shit that doesn't make any sense, <laughs> <laughs> and it, and that could make a good podcast, bro. It,
1: pro- it probably could. I, I I mean, I try to stay on point, but honestly, nowadays it's like I try. I just try to have fun wherever the conversation goes. Like, yeah, we're, we're talking about playing music in space. Why not?
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, that'd be insane. I'd be so frightened, though. It's, I think uh, that'd be cool, though. It'd be so. It'd be so tough to. Yeah, but so that means you'd have to get out in, into space first? That's that's the plan? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, see, I'm, a, I'm afraid of flying, so going into space is just the same thing, man. You're just flying into space. A lot Come fun. on, dude. Didn't you just see Tomorrow War? That shit's scary. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. There's aliens up there, man. I believe it.
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean, They're probably looking at all the stupid stuff we're doing and go, you know what? Uh, we'll just let them be. We're, I think we took a wrong turn at Mars. We're just going to keep going back. <laughs>
0: yep. Look at these. Look at these primitive monkeys being idiots. Yeah. This band's... This A War Within band's trash. Let's skip this planet Earth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I heard they had really cool music. A War Within. Nope. Turn it nope. around. Trash. Let's get out of here.
0: Dumps. Straight dumpster fire, man. Or whatever aliens throw their trash into.
1: It's probably, yeah, probably some type of incinerator. So they probably just litter. They probably just throw it out of their spaceship,
0: <laughs> light it on fire, and throw it out the airlock. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's probably why there's so much space junk. It's all we, they think it's from us. It's really just the aliens.
0: It's aliens' attempt at trying to cancel bands and tell them they suck.
1: Yes. Do you yeah.
0: think aliens? Do you think aliens listen to music? That's a real question. Ooh. I don't know. I mean. I mean you'd have to let's get existentialist here you'd have to factor in the fact that aliens could hear at the first place and then have some sort of interest in auditory sounds i feel like uh, as a species that's like a normal thing so animals like to hear sounds but not necessarily music but the complexity would depend on the complexity of the aliens
1: See, this is super cool philosophy now. You thought you were listening to the radio. Now you're done with philosophy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you started it with uh, music in space. That's true. That's See like,
1: where the conversation goes.
0: <laughs> where, what aliens like music?
1: That, that's a really good question. I mean, because, like, I mean, no, I, I know, um, have you heard the study about plants where actually they did plants listening to death metal music and plants listening to uh, classical music? And the the plants actually grew better listening to death metal than classical. Oh, that's crazy! I
0: yeah. wonder why. I, they feed on the on the anger and the chaos.
1: I think they said because the vibrations, I guess, from like the sounds of like the the death metal. I guess I don't really know, but uh, yeah,
0: interesting. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's bizarre. That's that's a good question to ask, man. Well, it's cuz it's like there's so many variables. Like do the aliens have auditory systems? Do the aliens have some sort of interest in melodic? Cuz it's like even as a culture here in the world, all around the world, there there's different types of musical scales. So, like in the east there's a different musical scale than there is out here in the west. So, it's like that's just one chunk of what could be as, for, as far as considered alien music.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I should ask that question when I, like, when I kick off my interviews, I'll just start asking. <laughs> that, like, do you think aliens like music? <laughs> like, I what feel like... Am I on?
0: <laughs> if they have any sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like Self-absorbment, like we do. Yeah, they love music. Anything to like self-absorb, yeah. M- music, movies, some sort of motion picture story, any sort of storytelling because that's really all it is. Music is just auditory storytelling.
1: It, it, yes, it, yeah, it is. And uh, it will be interesting if if anyone's do like music, if there's any like alien uh, bands out there. Like, yeah, hey, we're going to go to Earth one day.
0: They just make like uh, pink noise sounds that are like way too acute to our, our hearing. Like, that's the other thing is you got to the, the science behind it. It's like, do they listen on the same spectrum as we do if they listen? You know, like dogs listen up to what, 80K? We can only hear up to 20K. So it's like, wow yeah man this is this could be your next podcast
1: <laughs> i think we'll have to get you on to another show just talk about you can <laughs> music and all of that stuff
0: <laughs> oh we could talk about anything dude uh yeah well you started with think, get me thinking about space that was a, a very peculiar question it's like what aliens listen to music obviously since most uh i feel like when we portray aliens in the media like movies so tomorrow war just came out And in that movie, no spoiler alerts, they make like noises and stuff to communicate, right? Because everything requires some sort of communication. Oh, here's another fucked up idea. What if um, instead of making an actual physical sound, you know, how you can telepathically communicate? What if they like think thoughts at each other? How do you make music then? How does somebody who, who can telepathically think make music like a hive mind you know like uh, like how bees communicate they like dance and buzz and they vibrate right I think that's part of how yeah. they communicate so it's like maybe they maybe they're dancers instead of musicians you know
1: I, I could I mean I don't know I think we fell down kind of a rabbit hole but I yeah I don't know how <laughs> well I you from familiar with the old Twilight Zone the throwing Twilight Zone uh okay it, it was way back in the 60s it was an old black and white movie uh, not movie sorry black and white TV show and um it there's pretty much just like a bunch of out there kind of stuff It would talk about different topics and stuff. And the one was aliens came to Earth and they gave the humans a book and they misread it, the book was to serve humans and they misinterpreted it as the aliens oh, were gonna help no. out. Instead it was a cookbook on humans.
0: Yeah, there's the other thing. It's like interpret interpretation that's what that movie arrival is I based all my I base all my thoughts on on movies I'm just a product of pop culture <laughs> probably why we sound like Beartooth or something we are we're just products of products of the pop culture
1: yeah oh, hold on a movie hasn't come out I cannot formulate a thought just yet <laughs> yep
0: if they haven't made a movie about it yet I can't think about it inception I can understand abstract constructs and building worlds that don't exist now, now that I've seen Inception.
1: <laughs> it's a good movie though, that's a really good movie.
0: Oh yeah, very visually, very visually awesome. Now now they need an audio version of that. We need to create musical, musical constructs that can warp and change. I mean, that's pretty much life in general now.
1: Yeah.
0: We're, we're almost there with our technology, with Pro Tools and whatnot.
1: And, and, like, some stuff, like, you listen to some uh, music and, like, they just change genres, so it's, like, a minute into the song. So, I mean, it kind of bends and uh, stuff. Like started, I started listening to Fallen in Reverse again, like, their newer stuff. And, like, they just, like, go completely.
0: Well, b- there's changes. There's stuff. bands that do that even more so. Yeah. Uh, like, what is it? Is it called 10 Foot Ninja? I think it's called 10 Foot Ninja where they do, like, jazz and whatnot. It's a very crazier yeah. uh more drastic shift but yeah there's there's a couple older bands i remember another band uh, called crotch duster that i used to listen to when i was younger and they have a song that pretty much goes through every single genre i think it's like an eight minute song it's like imagine if tool wasn't serious and uh, decided to make an all genre song it's tough we've tried it we tried to write a song that was an all genre song it's just a mishmash of things
1: yeah i think it's hard to like cohesently tell a story when you're just drastically changing stuff i mean it's it's doable but i think it's you really have to tell a good story with it
0: i think as a listener you're 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 being led down a a story and it's like you get family guides you know it's like imagine if you're just trying to tell a bunch of little tiny jokes together it's like it would be cool if you kind of understood that's what it's going to be but if you're not used to it since Uh, I don't know. I also feel like Family Guy's gotten really good at trying to do that like quick joke off off the cuff quick joke. That's the whole point. It's got like that pop up surprise thing. I don't think you can do that with music because you it requires time and and a little bit more like uh, there's more rules. I think you can't just. uh, I don't know. It'd be like imagine if dubstep you could throw like a jazz chord in the middle and have it make sense. It's just it'll totally throw off the vibe. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like the math isn't there to do it. I could be wrong though. Somebody could be doing it. Now that we've thought it, someone is going to do it. Yeah. That's how this works.
1: Someone's like, man, I listened to that War Within interview and like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna be family guy musically now. <laughs> I'm gonna prove I'm gonna prove that fucker right. Like, hey, look what I did. You didn't think I could do it, I did it.
0: <laughs> it wasn't possible till
1: now. <laughs> but I think visually I think it's easier to do stuff like that because like you can kind of see it coming like they told the joke and then they see the cut scene I think it's it's easier to do it visually because musically there's not really too much of a lead with it you know other than audibly and then even then you can't really prepare someone for like all the shifts and changes you do
0: I feel like something like music that requires structure I think that's what kind of makes music more music that's it's like the fine line what's the difference between noise and music? is probably just the structure of it, the composition, the rules that are in place to make it music is what makes it music, which is is sad because it's like, as a musician, you're probably thinking about like, what am I not like, I want to be something new, right? That's how you separate yourself from everybody else. You try to be something new. You try to have at least one or two things that separates you from Beartooth so that you don't get compared to Beartooth. Well, to do that, you have all these other rules, you know? It's like, there's only so much you can do. So yeah. it's it's about it's about maybe the storytelling a little bit more or is it about like your guitars or your drums? It's like, there's only so much you can, you're still limited inside your space, your musical writing space.
1: Yeah, there's still stuff like, I mean, you still obviously have to follow a little bit because like the reason like noise is just noise, but I think music actually has like rhythm to it and actually structure to it. Just And it's not just a bunch of noise, even though I have, n- have listened to some music where it just sounds like a bunch of noise. But uh, yeah, I think there that is. Thing,
0: there is such a thing as noise music.
1: Yeah, I'll
0: I'll equate it this way. Like I think the Family Guy cutscene joke works so well is also because they call back to it a lot. Like even throughout the entire episode, they'll like set up the joke, do the cutscene, and then they'll refer to that cutscene or that joke again later into the into the into the episode, yeah. which is something like that's what a chorus would be specifically. So it's almost it's it's understandable.
1: I think it's easier to break the fourth wall uh, in video form compared to music form.
0: Oh, hundred percent. I don't think there really is a fourth wall in music because you can literally sing to you as you listening the song, like oh, some songwriters will write that stuff. Like they'll write about true events that are like physically happening at that s- space point in time. Yeah. Um, like boys to men, their first single that they're really kicked out. It was basically about how they got their major success through getting signed and blowing up uh stuff like that like that's a very it's a very meta song you know that's like as fourth wall as you can get and then you get like uh bands like Fountains of Wayne or something like that where they're just like here's a story or Bowling for Soup that's probably my better better example they'll just tell a story and that's it and then you get like tool that's kind of seems like random nonsense that's still kind of understandable or Things that are related together that don't really make sense. There's a lot of lyrics out there that are just like doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. So so I yeah, it's like I don't think there really is fourth wall in music. You can establish some, but it really isn't much. Yeah. Depends on the on the vibe of the song for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. haven't yeah. so we're just learning about all different stuff. We gotta do aliens listen to music. There's four is there a fourth wall in music? We're just do a job if like you everything.
0: If you want to explain A War Within in a nutshell, it's probably exactly that. I can't stay on topic, and I'm, I'm like, all over the place.
1: You should listen them, though. They are, from, from what I've heard and what people have told me, they're pretty good.
0: <laughs> well, good. I'm glad people are telling you that.
1: <laughs> no, I've, I've actually listened to music. I, 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 do, I do really enjoy it. I, Bones is actually one of my favorite songs, by the way.
0: Oh, nice yeah dude that one's totally like uh it's funny because i forget i think it was uh my guitarist kyle was pointing it out he's like wow this sounds like a day to remember now i was like oh now i can't not hear a day to remember it's like <laughs> specifically one a day to remember song too and i wasn't even listening to a day to remember at the time writing this i haven't listened to a day to remember in a while because i know i i think i heard one of their most recent actually oh there you go there's one that i heard over the weekend i was like oh who is this? Is this a day to remember? didn't sound like a day to remember because they've been writing a lot more like that pop crossover stuff. But one of the songs on their new album is very owed to the old, you know, like uh, common courtesy albums. And uh, yeah, I was like, wow, this actually sounds good. So that was probably the first time I've enjoyed a day to remember in like five, six years.
1: Actually, I saw them live. I feel like, um, I don't know, maybe just like I saw Papa Roach right before day to remember and like Papa Roach, I love I feel like just the Day to Remember, like not knocking them or anything, I I feel like some of their songs just kind of sounded so similar that it was hard to distinguish. Like if you're not a huge Day to Remember fan, I felt like it was just hard to pick out which song was which. But that's just my opinion. I
0: I feel like every every successful band has definitely has that. Uh, There's probably not too many bands that have stuck out Unless you're like Dance Gavin Dance or Tool or something, even though I don't know, I feel like you could listen to Dance Gavin Dance and be like, "Oh, that sounds like every Dance Gavin Dance song." It just depends. I think it it just depends on how much of a fan you are of the band.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: it's, it's like so easy when you listen to Iron Maiden, every Iron Maiden song sounds like the same shit. So yeah, so when you find your formula, man, that's all it is, man. You got to be successful. You got to give the fans what they want. Usually, they want the same song over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, I mean that. No, that traffic. true. I'm not a huge Data Remember fan. That's why, like, I wasn't like you know super into it because I like, I I was there for Papa Roach and they were on before Data Remember, so I like, I knew all their stuff because obviously I grew up listening to Papa Roach. So like, I'm not not knocking it, but just like that was kind of my takeaway from it.
0: Right. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not, I mean, that's not every band. I mean, you could throw like a, Bring Me the Horizon is a prime example of that too. It's where they they were like a deathcore band when they started and now. I mean, the last album was a little bit more like straight pop, like what uh, Bring Me the Horizon, or I'm sorry, what A Day to Remember is totally doing right now. And then they put out an album that was like kind of a mixture of their older stuff. So it's like, uh, not every band goes that route. Another band could just literally be like Iron Maiden and puts out the same song on 10 different albums. And you as a listener who's not listening to them as much goes, oh, that sounds like the same song. Sounds like you're playing the same song off the same album, but it's not.
1: Yeah, and I and I think it's, it's kind of a bold move. I think for like some bands, just to completely stray from the genre they started. I think because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, and you get a lot of heat from fans. So there is a fine line between. I, I like how I say fine line a lot in this, but there is a fine line <laughs> with. Uh, there really is. Uh, going. Like, it's all about the or uh the... the same stuff.
0: I think it's all about the uh, the presentation. It's court of the public opinion. I mean, like uh, you talked about Attack Attack earlier i think a lot of people were expecting their like 2004 2006 sound to be what they just released but it sounds more like everything else right now and i think that's what made everybody so upset it's like you guys couldn't write a good old metalcore song like way back when with the auto tune and weird dubsteppy you know like pre dubstepy electronics
1: yeah, it it's it's kind of interesting with like I mean, it just again it's all up to fans interpretation of like what what they think of like, what what expectations too. Yeah.
0: yeah, expectations. You said it.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. And it it always changes for like you know depending on who you are what you like what you do. Like some people just get like shoehorned into like oh I want a metalcore song from them. And it's like, well, we're going to do something. We're not going to do that. And then people get mad. But I yeah. mean... Again, and honestly, I feel like just like one person points it out, and like like Twitter, or social media, whatever, just like oh, it doesn't sound like this, and like everyone just jumps on board with, hey, we're all mad at this for no reason too, kind of thing.
0: I feel like as an artist, you're always trying to, <clears throat> you're always trying to marry your heart and soul into something that's new, while still making your fans happy, while still being able to be successful, while making a living at it, and I think that's probably, it's probably a lot tougher than it sounds. Oh yeah. yeah. I think saying it in the sentence I just did made it sound super easy. <laughs> and it's not. I don't think it is at all. Capturing yeah. the attention of human beings nowadays seems almost impossible.
1: Yeah. So. It is. Just like with, like, the, the stuff I do. Like, I have to somehow make my show different from all, all – because there's so many podcasts nowadays. There's – I, I wouldn't be there's probably millions and millions of podcasts out there so like how do you differentiate yourself from the next person's show and stuff and without straying too far that we're just like not talking like we're not having a podcast like you have to still obviously talk about stuff it can be random stuff right. that's fine but you can't go super far out there that like you're talking about like super weird conspiracies and stuff like that you have to at least like, stay in the like we just without, did <laughs> even, even though we kind of did without you know, I think we just did but um but we, we were talking about like fun we, we were making light of fun stuff Yes, like talking to like no
0: we know. weren't we weren't nerding out on it by any means yeah. we weren't serious at all but they're out there
1: <laughs> you know, like,
0: aliens yeah, aliens but, and alien music
1: and like what I what I see nowadays a lot of podcasts they like just go straight to talking like politics and like you know um and all that stuff it's like why talk about po- like you can throw a rock and like uh, someone will be talking about politics i was like i don't want to do that i want to talk about like fun stuff we can talk about aliens i don't really care but like just like i just don't like talking about like politics and stuff because just because what's the point nowadays
0: we want to talk about things that make us happy right
1: exactly that's what it's all about exactly and, and so it started a string way off my point uh but you have to you know obviously the shows and podcasts if like you have to be different um for because there's so much like not so much like competition because i like a lot of the podcasts that i'm friends with or work with and stuff that they have their own shows but you still have to be different from you know all the stuff that everyone else is doing and that's what like music too
0: you have to create compelling and attractive content there's no better way to say it than that
1: yeah it just made it sound super easy again
0: (laughs) it's always easier said than done man that's why people invented that saying Easier said than done.
1: That's right. Well, I, I threw my notes, so I'm not exactly. I, th- I think we're almost at the hour mark, so I'm going to wrap this up. Make sure to check out War Within. They got some really cool stuff coming out. There's still tickets for Rock the Rescue. So if you want to see them live, they got Shallow Side. We got uh, Kingdom Collaps. Lines of Loyalty. Was it? Lines of Loyalty. Yes. Yes. Normandy. Our friends yep. in Normandy. Yes, Normandy. Good, good uh, show. Oh, oh, it's going to be awesome. The rumors, damn by Dawn, there's going to be so many great shows, and it's all for a good cause, too.
0: Save the kitties and puppies.
1: That's right. But so ending on this uh, podcast, so how is War Within going to finish out the rest of 2021? Because it's already July. We're halfway through this year. How are you going to finish it off? Uh,
0: well, we've already got another song ready to go. Uh, it should be popping out at the end of the month. We'll be announcing that's like pre pre save campaign soon, but, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's tough being a smaller band. Uh, the approach definitely since the pandemic really made us think it's like, man, we might as well just keep putting out music since we haven't gotten signed yet and all that stuff. It's like, we'd rather just keep making music and making music makes, uh, makes us happy. So, uh, we'll probably get at least halfway through this next album by the end of the year let's throw in some more covers sounds like there's gonna be more shows we might be getting surprisingly we might be getting added to another show out there near you I think it's in it might be Fort Wayne actually so don't hold your breath though I I need to hear back from him but uh but yeah we're we're playing this Attila show in Detroit uh a couple festivals uh Rock to the Rescue and Blue Ridge uh but yeah there's we're gonna try to stay as busy as humanly possible (laughs)
1: Yeah, right on. Definitely check them out. Really, really awesome stuff. I'll leave a link for Relentless, the YouTube uh, uh, music video for that in the, the description. So make sure to check that out, and please shout out stream support. Give like to War Within because they're really awesome and they talk about aliens. Thanks. With you. Thanks. <laughs> for Spencer War Within, I am Matthew Thomas. Thank you for watching Super Cool Radio. Woo!